Jai Jai Sitchitanya Jai Anichananda Jai Advita Chandradaya Gura Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama Ram Ram Hare Hare So after discussing many topics on the Chaitanya Charitamrita, um, repeatedly some, some devotees have mentioned to me that I have not really addressed much about the, uh, the roles of, uh, of females in, uh, in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. And uh, that is true. And uh, it's a topic that uh, is sometimes a little complicated. Uh, um, so some of the complicated uh, topics, I kind of put them on the shelf, right? But uh, I guess because I've been requested, I decided, well, uh, I should just address the topic. Um, I thought about it, and I thought from it from different uh, different levels, um, and that is this: um, if I may, uh, kind of ask you to uh, to visualize uh, a drawing because I, I don't have a PowerPoint here for you, but let's say I put a layer on the bottom. And that is the Vedic Varna Ashram culture. And that is the society. In the Vedic Varna Ashram culture, there were obviously the four Varnas, the Brahmanas, the Ksatya, the Vaishyas, and the Sudras. And obviously, uh, females would also have a different, uh, a different role according to Varnashram. Uh, the uh, Brahmin ladies uh, were obviously uh, living a different life than, than the Sudra ladies or, or Vaishya or Ksatriya ladies. The, uh, the Ksatriya ladies, they were queens, they were, uh, they were powerful, and they had also um, that Ksatriya spirit. And we see examples in the Bhagavatam of, of, of queens, of, uh, of Draupadi, Draupadi, who had, uh, who had a Ksatriya spirit. Um, and we have, uh, so that's Vedic culture. And uh, then we're speaking about a traditional uh, society, right? It is only more in, in recent times that we have uh, a society that has gone away from the land. In modern times, we, with the Industrial Revolution, we're also creating uh, a whole different, uh, different base of economy, a different base of life. Basically, prior to that, we have an agrarian-based economy. And so, there are many Vaishyas, Sudras, then there are Ksatriyas who are governing over larger areas, 
and providing protection and, and common facilities and who take 25% tax of the produce. And then we have brahmanas who above all that are like spiritually guiding that society based on scripture. Um, and even in, uh, in, in, in other countries, uh, still these kind of models existed. Um, and now the, uh, when we're looking at a Vaishnav culture, um, we see that Vaishnav culture is also uh, based in, uh, in Vedic culture. And sort of the way uh, the Vaishnav culture is, in principle, uh, is governed by a Brahminical culture. That is the, the leading culture. And everyone else is in support of that leading, of that Brahminical culture. So it is said that uh, the Gayatri mantra has four legs, and one of these legs is on the earth. So on the earth, that culture becomes the Varnashram culture. Hmm. And there everyone has his place. Uh, ladies in the, uh, in the traditional society are, uh, are obviously uh, more in family life. Um, however, you know, depending on their, their Varna, a queen is a queen. Uh, the, 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 the Brahmin lady is still uh, a uh, uh, yeah, more, more respected and more uh, given special deference and so on. However, um, it, is a, it is a society where the, the ladies are more involved in, uh, in family life and in a supportive role. And it's not the modern career woman who is uh, uh, studying in a university or who flies planes or runs a business or, you know, is a top executive and all these kind of things are. Uh, but there may be queens who are, are, are ruling right, on some occasions. Yes. So... Uh, but I'm not speaking about Vedic culture today and the traditional role of women in Vedic culture. Um, but that is relevant to our discussion in the, about the role of women in the Chaitanya Charitamrita uh, to the extent you know, that, uh, that people are uh, more on the material side or more on the spiritual side. And that is where I want to go in my focus. I want to go to the, the Vaishnav culture. And in the Vaishnav culture, we have a category of three levels of Vaishnavas, the, uh, the Kanista, the Madhyams, and the Uttam. So the Kanista, uh, so I had the Vedic culture. Now I go a level up to the Vaishnav culture and it's subdivided in Kanista, Madhyam, and Uttam. So the Kanista Adhikari, are the devotees who are more, uh, who haven't gone very deep yet in their spiritual life and who are still very much involved with the material energy, with material considerations, with uh, um, for whom 
the material situation is still very important. It is, uh, uh, it is in the forefront of their mind. They are, uh, they have attachments on the material platform, things they want and so on, want to for themselves. The Madhyam Adhikari is more detached from, from matter and more focused on spirit and comes more into matter from a platform of pushing on the transcendental mission. Uh, the Uttama Adhikari is completely transcendental, transcendental to the body and completely transcendental to, uh, uh, to material things and reabsorbed in the relationship with Krishna. So when ladies are uh, are canista, yeah, then then uh, let me just uh, one sec. So that's better. <clears throat> so when uh, when ladies are are canista, yeah, then naturally uh, there will be a lot of uh, of, of material concerns, you know, and, and that brings with it uh, particularly material desires. Um, what I didn't address yet, but which I guess I also have to add into the mix, is the, uh, the basic psychology um, and the basic, let's say, uh, every living being it has a particular uh, nature. And when these natures are uh, divided up between male and female, there are also particular natures that go with each, as we all know, right? Um, all that has its roots in, uh, in Radha and Krishna. Um, Radha and Krishna are the original male and female models and uh, and everything that is happening here in this world whatever uh, is there within us is styled after that right so uh, so yes we are uh, and there are I guess there are other uh, constitutional models Nanda Yasoda these are all the Ragatmika devotees the original, eternally associate, associates of Krishna, who are Nietzsche Siddha, who are the personification of a particular attachment to Krishna, always serve Krishna in that way. <coughs> so, we see that, um, yeah, ladies have their nature, Males also have a nature. So naturally, ladies, uh, biologically speaking in this world, children come from their bodies and therefore are so much part of them. Right? Whereas the male is also part of creating the child, but less close to the child. The lady is... The child comes from the body, the lady is feeding the child from her body, right? So it is a very direct physical connection uh, uh, and, and, and with, with the mother. 
and to a lesser extent with the father, although there may be a deep emotional bond, um, which, which can be very strong. Anyway, so these differences are there. There are also differences in, in the body. Uh, the ladies, their, uh, their, their bodies are a reflection of the body of Srimati Radharani. And the body of Srimati Radharani is more powerful in attracting Krishna than Krishna is in attracting her. Yeah. So she's even the... <laughs> and we see that in the Bhagavad she is Madan Mohan Mohini. Krishna is Madan Mohan and she is Madan Mohan Mohini. Madan Mohan means the one who can drive the mind mad with illusion. Madan Mohan Mohini is one who can drive the mind, uh, who can even attract the mind of he who drives everyone's mind mad. That is Radharani. Anyway, so in this world, then, uh, on the physical plane, uh, the body of a lady has more, uh, more zones or parts that can attract the mind of the man than the body of the man has the woman. It is the lady is the attractor and the man is the attracted, right? Of course, that's that's general statement. There are certainly men who are also very attractive to ladies. That's not the point. But ladies have have uh, have, for example, breasts, and we and we heard that the uh, uh, that that the Kamadev is present in their uh, ladies' bodies are uh, centered around uh, around more beauty. Uh, uh, beauty is 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 more important. They are more beautiful, generally speaking, and and, and man more like strength, protection, uh, element comes in. Uh, but of course, we also have the Adonis type or the beautiful muscular uh, man as a lust object. But still, generally speaking, the ladies have more. So in Bhagavatam, this is described as the butter-fire dynamics. The lady, com the man compared to butter and the lady to fire. And when the two get close, the butter melts. So that shows something of that dynamics. Therefore, Vedic culture is dealing with that by, since the Vedic culture is, is trying to uh, put spiritual life in the center Therefore, it is regulating uh, activity that can uh, increase lust. <coughs> Where's my water? Here. And uh, so, therefore. Because women have this fire element in them, and the man, the butter element. In the Vedic culture, the ladies are always a little bit uh, uh, 
making sure everything is covered and they and they stay a little bit so that the the, the lust will not be awoken so easily and men also the vedic dress is different than uh, tight jeans and tight t-shirts you know which is uh, is is uh, more common these days all right so that those are some introductory principles then now when we're looking at uh, at at kanista majam and utam um, then naturally the uh, uh, on the kanista level the devotee male or female will be more involved with matter on the madhyam matter for spiritual and that is kanista matter for personal personal needs and interest and then something for krishna on the madhyam more for involvement with matter but for krishna on the utam uh, completely absorbed internally in the spiritual world and uh, and, de and dealing with, with matter just uh, for the sake of bringing in Krishna consciousness, increasing Krishna consciousness, but internally living deeply in that relationship with Krishna. So when a lady is a Kanista Adhikari, Vaishnavi, that will be di different than a Madhyam Adhikari Vaishnavi, or an Uttama Adhikari Vaishnavi. Um, so in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, we see a number of, uh, of Uttama Adhikari uh, Vaishnavis. We're seeing Sachi Devi, of course. We're seeing who is like totally absorbed in love of God. Then we see uh, Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya had two wives, Lakshmi Priya. She was obviously uh, an incredible uh, pure devotee and, and ultimately uh, when Lord Chaitanya went to uh, to Bangladesh, to East Bengal, uh, then she died of separation. So we can understand her attachment to the Lord was very, very deep. <coughs> Vishnu Priya, uh, Lord Chaitanya uh, took sannyas and left her. Uh, she must have married quite young. She was 16 when he took sannyas. And we, it appears that he was married to her for a while. So she was very young uh, when they got married, and uh, and basically there were no children, and uh, of of either of the wives. Right? And then uh, Vishnu Priya, uh, after Lord Chaitanya leaves, she worships the deity of Mahaprabhu. Uh, the deity stands with two arms down, and uh, and the hands open. Like that, really, like you know, not the arms raised to everyone, but like more personal mercy for just one person. And she worshipped this deity of Mahaprabhu, and apparently, she lived until her nineties. Right, that that would mean she was living in separation of the Lord for eighty years, and uh, and she would have been, uh, and she was practicing the chanting. On, beet, on grains of rice and for each round one grains of rice in a pot and that was her her meal uh, so that was is something that is something incredible yeah something extraordinary so that's clearly uttama adhikari behavior yeah uttama adhikari behavior uh it's like 
we see other ladies you know coming to the uh, Utama Adhikari platform even Lakshahira you know the prostitute by the association of uh, Haridas Thakur became elevated to an Utama Adhikari and was chanting 300,000 names of the Lord daily which is uh, inconceivable um, so uh, we cannot always some ladies are described but only casually you know like uh, Shiva's wife Malini right uh, you know but she also uh, uh, appears to be like an uh, a topmost devotee just like her husband completely uh, on the transcendental platform so yes this uh, <clears throat> this is how we should look at at the role of females in, in the Chaitanya Charitamrita. We should look at uh, where are they? Are they Kanista, Madhyam, or Uttama? And naturally, the Uttama ladies are completely transcendental. And if we look at them in Lord Chaitanya's movement, we look at Janavamata, you know, these are like the Uttama Adhikari ladies. And, uh, and they are completely transcendental personalities. And they are... Um, it is said that Lord Chaitanya would discuss the most intimate topics uh, about most intimate aspects of bhakti with with three and a half person. And that was Sarupdamanar, uh, Ramananda Roy, Sikhi Mahiti, and his sister Madhavi Mahiti. Now, why was Madhavi described as half a person? Uh, it's clear to me that uh, the reason was because Lord Chaitanya was a sannyasi and therefore he could only, externally, he could only uh, only deal with her partially, not as fully free as with the others because he was bound by so many external restrictions of sannyas. And that made it three and a half. Not that Madhavi was a half person, and that a woman was a half-person. <laughs> Madhavi Bahiti obviously was a very uh, advanced devotee, completely worthy of, uh, of, uh, of the same respect, uh, and, uh, and therefore Uttama. Uh, Raghava Pandit, and we see his sister Damayanti, and she makes all these Raghavira Jali, she makes all these bags right which she fills with all kinds of sweets uh, and that stay good for a long time yes and uh, and, and and yeah that's also uh, also an, an a sign of deep deep absorption um, so that is the chaitanya charitamrita that the chaitanya charitamrita is giving us uh, many descriptions of the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and it's that they, they're all topmost devotees. And so we also see these very transcendental ladies. Uh, then when we look at the influence of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement at large, uh, yeah, then naturally also the other levels of Adhikar come in. And I think uh, in the Chaitanya Bhagavat, for example, there is also a mention of where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was performing 
that play in the, in the courtyard of Chandrasekhar Acharya, which we discussed a little bit, and uh, and at that time, right, at that time, it was said, well, who can be there? Mm-hmm. And uh, some la- some of the ladies, some of the wives of the uh, of those who would usually participate in the in the kirtan of Lord Chaitanya in the house of Srivas, they were also present. And someone said, oh, the ladies can also be present. And Lord Chaitanya said, you know, or something, can the women, they used to work women, can the women also be present? Lord Chaitanya said, they are not women, they are Vaishnavis. So now we see, you know, so there are women who are not following any regulative principles, there are f- women who are in the Vedic culture. Then there are Vaishnavis who are Kanista, Madhyam, or Uttam. And in this way, the diagram is complete. You know, Now, the ladies who are not part of Vedic culture, uh, they are naturally driven by, uh, by material uh, uh, concerns, you know, concerns of, uh, of, of happiness in this world, concerns of uh, desires for family life in this world, uh, lusty desires, uh, and all that is is playing. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay. So, but uh, we see, you know, that in in Lord Chaitanya's movement, uh, partially because. Vedic culture is a very different culture than the culture today. Um, the culture today, first of all, um, men and women are uh, are freely associating. Uh, bodies are uh, more, the bodily shapes and things are more on display in modern times. And relationships, uh, physical, uh, sexual relationships are, uh, are also happening on a casual level and uh, that becomes more and more acceptable in society at large. And uh, what can we say about that? Um, that is not ideal for spiritual life because it's centered around sense enjoyment. So the modern society is more centered around sense enjoyment. Uh, then there are ladies who are taking leading roles in governance, in, in management, in uh, controlling big machines or doing whatever major material tasks in society as large, right? being engineers that uh, run big factories or, or chemical plants or all these things. Uh, so women are penetrating into the professional sphere on all kinds of levels, and that is the development of the modern times. Um, but that is all centering around material achievement and material enjoyment. In the spiritual sense, when lust is more subdued, then the ladies will be a bit more reserved to um, because of the special power invested in their bodies. Uh, family life is considered 
very essential. Society, a traditional society is more centered around the land and the family nucleus uh, taking care of that as, as a whole. Uh, uh, now the world goes to uh, a few children, but in a more traditional society, hey, some extra children also meant some, not only some extra mouth to feed, but also some extra hands, you know, and you see so many uh, uh, names of businesses, you know, so-and-so and sons, right? That's a big thing, so-and-so and sons. Sons were an asset, you know, they could... could uh, <laughs> sorry. They could produce uh, so many uh, different... Uh, so, so, so they were not a burden, they were like contributing. So that's a traditional society. Uh, well, So I think, I don't have so much more to say on this topic because, but I think the, that, that one looks at the ladies according to their canistamadium utam, adhikari roles and involvement with Krishna or the material energy, uh, that that's very important. Uh, and the more one is uh, canista, the more close one is to, to um, to, to material things and wanting material things, expecting material things and creating uh, creating so many things in this world. Um, not that the others uh, don't have a material side, they do. You know, an Uttama Adhikari also has a material, material side and also leads, needs to provide for bodily needs, but it's not in the forefront of his consciousness, in the forefront of his consciousness is kechit kevalai bhaktiavasadev parayana is only bhakti and always thinking about Krishna. Mm. Um, so all Vaishnavas should at least become Madhyamadikari, at least, and of course preferably Uttama. But Kanista is not a recommended position. Uh, Kanista is the position where Sambandha, the connection with Krishna and the process of Krishna consciousness is still weak. So it is in, in Madhyam Adhikari that the focus is strong. And so that's an advanced platform. That's really where Krishna is very much in the forefront. And, and we have many advanced ladies in our movement who are like pillars of service and dedication and or to, to Krishna conscious standards and philosophy and so on. And then we have some very advanced and very deep ladies who, uh, who may be considered to be Uttama Adhikaris. So, and that is in our history and also some in the present. Uh, so this is important to, to, uh, to look at the Kanista Madhyam Uttamadikari perspective. Okay, I haven't for a long time asked for questions, but today I think I will because I have some time left over. So now you please type some questions there so that I can try to answer. That'd be good.
Okay, I don't see anything yet, but uh, no. uh -huh. mm -mm -mm. no live chat. All messages are visible. Oh. Uh oh. Uh, now we've got a window here. So, okay, so now I, I was back. Please guide us how to become uh, a Madhyam Adhikari. And another question is can you explain on what level we are? Um, well, a Madhyam Adhikari is an intermediate Adhikari, is someone who is taking the scriptures as the reality and who has firm faith so the madhim is saying krishna first Prabhupada first shastra first and and uh, and and really makes a lot of that um so um okay now these these questions all the your things all the time disappeared. Uh, anyway, so so we are trying to adjust our life more and more to scriptures and strong sadhana and make Krishna the priority in our life. Hopefully, may have some uh, still the opportunity to develop to the Uttama Adhikari platform completely. Uh, man also have material responsibility that is external. It is about internally. It is, one is not attached. So one is bringing up children, but one also understands. Uh, one is not thinking, this child is part of me. One is not thinking, this child is my expansion. One simply thinks, this, is, this child is given to me as an eternal spirit soul and placed under my care. And now I should somehow or other do everything I can to connect this child with Krishna as much as possible. And of course, to bring it up properly and to feed it and to dress it, bathe it and, and keep it healthy and educate the child. Uh, also how to deal with the material energy. But the main thing is uh, um, um, but is it, is it uh, the main thing? Is, is Krishna. And the Uttamadikari is obviously just thinking Krishna, Krishna, Krishna. Is there an obligatory role for a woman throughout all the yugas? Well, you know, some... Generally speaking, uh, the dictates of the material body and psyche, uh, the psychophysical nature of female... Uh, may create a desire for for having children and to have a family. And that means that uh, that obviously is there throughout the yugas. But there are some ladies who are just very, very exalted, very advanced, and just so absorbed in Krishna that they are not part of that, uh, that particular uh, stereotype role. And they are completely in their relationship with Krishna. But then we see others like Janava Mata, she, she, had, 
Um, she was uh, was in the household ashram, but completely focused on Krishna. It it appears that uh, Virabhadra was not her son, but that Virabhadra was the son of Vasudha, the wife of Lord Nichananda. Um, and uh, that and uh, that, uh, but anyway, she she was she was one uh, of was was also performing household duties, but clear and Uttamankari. Um, okay. Can oh oh ah such a pain this this program I don't like it. Hi Krishna, is there a necessary no? Can you share an example of a Vaishnavi Uttamak Adhikari in present time? Thanks. Well, okay, you know, I I don't know if if I should should go around labeling ISKCON devotees uh, as Uttama Adhikaris, uh, but I think there are some very advanced ladies in our movement, you know, who are like uh, some very senior prophet disciple ladies who are very, very advanced and uh, and uh, who could be uh, Uttama Adhikaris, right? And uh, who are have no other interest than uh, than just Krishna and Prabhupada, and uh, if you start labeling living devotees as this one is Uttamadikari, that was Uttamadikari, you make it a little complicated. So it's always easier to look at someone like who who uh, has uh, already left this world, but someone like uh, like Yamuna, for example was such a devotee, so deep, so uh, very profound, very focused on Krishna, very exalted, very, very, um, a very special soul, uh, so intimately connected with Prabhupada, and so, uh, and in general, full of dedication. So that's the kind of devotee we're talking about. Showing us the deep, showing us really no other interest than Krishna. Uh, now, come. Oh, God. Okay, they're back. Yeah, yeah Mirabai. Someone says, "Can you say something about Mirabai?" Well, Mirabai is 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 an extraordinary devotee, but Mirabai is is not. Yeah, so. Uh, in this way, we don't. But Mirabai uh, apparently is a great uh, devotee lady, right? Who who would dance all night and just in ecstasy, and uh, who clearly showed symptoms of, of great love of God. I mean, I I'm not the most. Uh, I don't know every detail about Mirabai's life. I mean, that that's about what I know about Mirabai. But she was undoubtedly uh, uh, such an extraordinary devotee. And she was a 
princess who just uh, chose who chose for uh, for, uh, for spiritual life and an extraordinary uh, another person you know we can think of is Ganga Goswamini uh, who also uh, had these uh, incredible depth incredible depth you know like I mean uh, Uh oh, sorry. Typo. Because no. I have a terrible memory. I mean, you know, Goswamini. I just need to uh, quickly fresh it up and, and just get. Um, all these stories are, uh, I guess, I, I do better if I just read them first before I consider being somehow or other than I transferred to the Jagannath temple and, uh, and this and that. And then, uh, but being accused of being an intruder and this and that, but and even being like caught by the guards, but then we see the uh, the king has a dream and and, uh, and and recognizes she's a great personality. And in the full story, uh, you can just Google it, and that saves me the the difficulty of Googling it. And uh, um, because such things, such details, sometimes slip my mind. But Mirabai, Ganga Goswamini are examples of uh, incredibly, incredible Uttamadikari devotees. Is um, it? It's interesting that Lord Chaitanya didn't bear any children with his two wives. Is there any information as to why? Um, no, of course there is no information as to why, in the sense that Lord Chaitanya didn't say anything about that. Uh, we can look at that and we can ask certain questions. Um, was it, uh, it would have been also really, uh, could have created a whole uh, dynasty, you know, just like the Yadu dynasty. Uh, the Yadu dynasty was the dynasty that came from Krishna and Dwarka, all the sons of his, because each of his 16,108 queens had 10 sons. And, created the whole Yadu dynasty. Uh, and the, they became a burden for the earth and this and that. And they were, after all, Krishna's uh, sons, you know, and uh, that was really something. So uh, if there would have been uh, the sons of, uh, of, of Lord Chaitanya, that could have created uh, many complications. Um, that's one one thing one could could think of, but uh, ah, there is there is nothing that has been said about it. Um, the marriages may also have been relatively short uh, due to uh, circumstances. I mean, Lakshmi Priya just. Ah. Uh, 
necessary role for a woman. We are not a body. So the only necessity for me is to increase my understand how I can please Krishna and serve him the best. That's all. Yeah, I don't know who wrote that, but Monique. Yes. You know, like now we are in a, in a modern context, right? And uh, the more we are neophyte, the more we may be dictated by our male and female identities as, as just on the physical level. The more we become advanced, so on, on Madhyam, uh, our only concern is to somehow or other serve Krishna and give everything for Krishna and make that our whole life. And, uh, and uh, then what does it matter? You know what I mean? Male or female. Uh, and and then then we can do the service that uh, that we are fit for. That there are some physical differences. All right, you know, I mean, uh, some ladies will go uh, uh, with a chainsaw into the forest, uh, but not every lady may feel like uh, like that's uh, that's her thing. Um, so in other words, still. The bodies may also dictate something, but who cares about that? So yes, for now bringing it to us, we are living in the modern times, and we don't have to uh, try and squeeze ourselves in the Vedic model. Huh? Uh, nobody can. You know, we cannot be Vedic and and try and follow all the Vedic. Uh, uh, standards and regulations. Even the people from India have a difficulty with that. What to speak for us who, co who come from a Western world and even have less uh, less exposure to that Vedic model. No, Rupa Goswami says, Vaidiki Lokiki Vapu Kudaiva. Whatever, it, whether it's Vedic or whether it is just practical, Whatever works, whatever is favorable for the Lord. So we can have ladies who are highly educated, professionals, and and they just practice their Krishna consciousness from within. Uh, so, you know, whether a woman is at home minding children or whether a woman is, is in the army, it doesn't matter as long as she chants Hare Krishna. Yeah? She can... Uh, she, she's perfectly situated. So uh, that is the real thing, uh, to put Krishna in the center and to serve Krishna. And that at the present, uh, it is not required to try and squeeze, uh, to squeeze. Just wait a moment, I'm still online. So... Uh, just to, uh, yeah, in this way, uh, we can, uh, we can, uh, sorry, now someone knocked on the door. Ay, ay, ay. Um, it slipped my mind now. Anyway, I'm speaking about, uh, in response to the point raised, yes, I, where one lady said, yes, I just have to be, Krishna conscious, and yes, we just have to be Krishna conscious. That is all. We don't need to be uh, 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 
playing an artificial uh, role and try and squeeze ourselves in the Vedic model. Uh, we're a little careful about the external possible dynamics of lust between man and woman. And yes, and for the rest, we are, uh, and for the rest, we are just focusing on, uh, on uh, serving Krishna. And that is the main thing. All right, devotees have come in and it's come to the end of, the, uh, of this session. Um, I, uh, yeah, I wanted to uh, present this topic in an inspiring way, in a way, uh, open window, completely. So I want to present this topic in an inspiring way. Open, put the curtain over it so it's completely all the air is coming in. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Um, corona protection. I to do. Uh, so my point is this: is that we are uh, then. Uh, yeah, the ladies in the modern Chaitanya movement are taking all kinds of roles in society, and it's fine. Let uh, us just uh, be inspired about becoming pure devotees. Let us try to be at least Madhyamadikaris, and let us then try to to become Uttamadikaris. And it really doesn't matter whether one is male or female. So in this way, the roles and the opportunity is the same for both men and women in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movement. Let us just serve Krishna to the best of our ability. Thank you very much. Hare Krishna.